It's like a 70. It really is. I mean, and, but nobody hears it. I, I, I get rid of it. Nobody hears that. So this episode is going to start with me saying that. And they're like, yes. what is he talking what about? What is he talking oh, about? Oh, wow. Maybe so a little behind the scenes. <laughs> I always hit, there, there's a preset music button on our recorder that I hit just to give us like a starting point and My, really to give me a, a starting point for editing. It's like a funky 70. And it's Might a weird well little, just go and play you it. Let's play it. All right, play I'll play it. it. This, it's, it's bad. So this is what we hear when we start the episode. We got the disco ball going, and Brad dances to it every single every time. time. And you know, back to the welcome back. You know, try to go into the game show voice. But anyway, welcome anyway. back. <laughs> episode thirty-four of the Rooted in Logos podcast, like it which too, is man. what? Whose number? Did Shaq's. you say Shaq's number? Shaq's old basketball number. Uh, I, I am know who Shaq is. I do know who okay. Shaq is. He's huge. He's huge. And he owns like part of Papa John's now, I guess. Oh, really? He's yeah. in every commercial. He's in every is. Papa John's commercial. Yes. Or in the general and Icy oh, Hot and everything right. else. There was like a picture. It was like, this man is everywhere. He was on like a pregnancy test brand. <laughs> <laughs> like, that makes no sense. <laughs> what? Anyway, what's, so, it, what's this episode So my about? name is Brad. I'm joined as always by Austin and Carter. Hey guys. And we're excited to be back with you again for our episode number two this week. Yeah, episode this 34 cool. overall. Uh, we Carter brought this idea to us to discuss Halloween a little bit because this episode comes out Thursday. So like uh, four days before Halloween? No, like two days before Halloween. Halloween's, Halloween's on, a, on Sunday. Oh, is it on a Sunday? So yes. three days. Three days before three Halloween. Um, and there's always debate within the Christian community is should Christians celebrate Halloween? Should Christians participate in any Halloween activity? Are there good replacements for it? And we're going to discuss that too. Also, because I'm kind of a nerd, I wanted to discuss what else happened on October 31st back in the 1500s. But we'll do that toward the end of the episode, and I won't bore you too much with that. But I like it. so, And it's our show, and we can do what we want. So, uh, let's dive into Halloween, though. Um, let, let's, let's start with... Growing up as a kid, like, what was your Halloween experience? If you were in a Christian home, not in a Christian home, what was your... No. No. No, I was going to I have, like, an <laughs> unofficial definition of it, and oh. then we can just talk about that, and then we can talk about that later. Okay, cool. Or we can do that first and talk about, like, my definition later. So, let's dive into Halloween, and let's... I think Carter has a definition first to kind of get us started. It's not, like, a Webster's Dictionary de- definition. It's a... I looked at the word Halloween. I was like, what is this day? What did it used to be for me? And I just wrote down a list of really what it's celebrating. And I mean, it boils down to it's just a day of gluttony because you're eating a bunch of candy, you eat treats, snacks, all kinds of stuff like that. And where majority, I mean, there's some good costumes, like there's like, I don't know, a Paw Patrol dog or like a superhero (laughs) or something. But majority of them you see like, figures of death and it's just where evil is glorified on this day so so i guess that uh, a good way to kind of build on that is what was your experience like as a kid during halloween uh you know a little bit of background christian home non-christian home beliefs traditions anything you did for halloween as you were growing up carter let's start with you well i'd say for probably 80 percent of the years i was batman I was always Batman. I loved Batman. I think I was a firefighter once. Where's um, the candy? <laughs> I was, so, oh yeah, and I grew up in a non-Christian home. But um, my dad was in the army growing up, so he he always had um, like extra 
uniforms, equipment, all that stuff. So I like got his oldest stuff, like from when he was like what, his first stuff. So it was the smallest, still huge on me because I was like <laughs> eight. But I dressed up as a army soldier and I think I had like a huge helmet on, some like really dark goggles. I had boots on and I almost fell down the stairs because it was like 10 sizes too big for me. <laughs> And I remember I, those days. <laughs> I was an army soldier and it got really hot. But yeah, it was just, I remember we had, a, my mom always had a rule for us. We could eat as much candy as we wanted the night of. But once we said we're done, we have to finish for the night and go brush our teeth. Which I don't. So I, mean, I, I guess you, you trick or treated mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah. Um, did you, I think we've talked about this a little bit. Were you a fan of horror flicks? Did you kind of get into the tradition of watching some of those scary movies during Halloween. Like, did you get into the the Americanized traditions of Halloween? Scary movies, scary haunted houses, this, that, and the other. Corn mazes. Yeah. As a kid, terrified me. A Halloween movie came on, and it wasn't even a scary scene. I think it was someone walking to his car. It, it kept me up for, night, for like, nights because I was... Suspense. I, I was thinking about it. I was like, he might have just died when he got in the car. I don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, and I know what the movie was. So, like, even the littlest bit of that movie, I was terrified. Now I can handle movies like that. I mean, I kind of, like, draw the line when it's, like, a demonic movie. Like, the Conjuring movies. I can't watch those anymore after, like, experiencing spiritual warfare in person. I just... I don't like watching those Oh, yeah, especially when you went to Haiti. It, yeah. yeah. Shameless plug, go back and listen to our episodes on spiritual warfare if you haven't yet. Good stuff there. Carter goes in depth about Haiti. Yes. Continue. But I can't think of any right now that I would watch. But if it's like demonic forces or stuff like that, I tend to not watch them. But there's some that I will watch. I mean, I enjoy like the fall season. I'm, I'll, I like flannels, which that's not really Halloween. But I, I still enjoy like occasional like scary stories those are fun but so also what about you growing up what was your kind of halloween experience wait real quick sorry i was listening to a scary story earlier it was a bunch of like craigslist stories and just don't buy something (laughs) from craigslist and go by yourself that's just (laughs) all i want to say meet in a parking lot that's well lit and bring don't do it at night don't give your address yeah yeah (laughs) well growing up grew up in a christian home we i had no halloween experience at all didn't do the trick-or-treating great. Most of the time growing up, we lived in a rural area, so we didn't really have neighbors anyway. But yeah, didn't do the trick-or-treating, didn't do even trunk-or-treat or anything like that. Um, so we pretty much just stayed away from it. We didn't really have anything to do. The only thing we did was the day after Halloween, then we'd get the candy on sale. There you go. That's the best. Yeah. So was I- that out of your belief system that you all didn't participate or just yes. that didn't interest you? Yes. Both. Yes, both. Okay. Again, growing up, you know, we, we emphasized more on, uh, like, my mom. My mom grew up Jehovah's Witness. So, a lot of that was completely gone. Birthdays, Christmas, they didn't they don't celebrate that. So, growing up, we emphasized a lot on birthdays and a lot on Christmas and stuff like that. Easter. True Easter. Not Easter Bunny. Garbage. Favorite story ever is your daughter correcting me on Easter Sunday. That was <laughs> Resurrection best. Sunday. Yeah. And she was, I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes ma'am it actually wasn't until emily and i we started um courting i went on my first trick-or-treat i was uh 18 or 19 and i, I remember i dressed up as the wolf man and yeah. emily was little red riding hood you know, red hair so whatever <laughs> <laughs> that's typecasting 
And then we got convicted over it. Really? We're like, why? Why are we doing this? Well, and I mean, at 19 years old, you shouldn't be trick or treating. <laughs> that's it. Just it was of, just, uh, going, just out of principle. We went around downtown court, and everyone's there's fine. Uh, Every 19 year old that's trick or treating thought, "Why am I doing this?" <laughs> yeah. Well, and and also what it stemmed off of was so the year before I worked at the YMCA and I worked with the after school kids department and working with the summer camp uh, several months prior, we came up with this. It was called a costume ball, and it was on Halloween and it was basically one of those stops as people were going through downtown core and they could go to the Y and we all dressed up as superheroes. I was captain America. All my buddies dressed up. We had the whole Avengers set up everything. And from there, the, the next year I went with Emily and yeah, we were, we were convicted about it. And, uh, so yeah, we, we go deeper yeah. after that. <laughs> For me growing up, there wasn't ever a lot of emphasis on Halloween. I was actually never super into it. It was never like a religious, I'm scared of things as a kid, or a conviction of like religious beliefs. My grandma on my dad's side, she would turn off all the lights and ignore any trick-or-treaters and wouldn't have anything to do with it. And that was a religious thing for sure for her. But like for me, it's just for some reason, just dressing up in costumes, going trick-or-treating was never really something that I, that I was super excited about. What I did enjoy doing was handing out candy. Even as a kid, just being at the house and people coming to the door and me giving them candy. Yeah. I enjoyed that. I think I went to like one fall festival at my school when I was a kid and dressed up as a clown or a hobo or something. I don't even remember. I can see that. And that was fun. That was cool. But like, you make a great hobo. I appreciate it. I, 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 I tend to look <laughs> homeless a lot, actually, especially when I don't shave, you know, oh, let dude. the hair grow a little bit. But just... I never had strong feelings about Halloween one way or the other. Honestly, I kind of still don't have strong feelings one way or the other about Halloween. I do think kind of what along the lines Carter said, there's a line on Halloween that, that you don't cross. Um, and it does when it gets into the demonic and to the actual evil. Do I have a strong conviction on a kid dressing up as, as Captain America and going to get candy from strangers' houses? Nah, not really. <laughs> When I lived, you know, when I was a foster parent or, or, or and whatnot, I would let them go out trick or treating. We'd go to the nicer neighborhoods and get the good candy that gave out full candy bars instead of go. little <laughs> the rich fun the size. Um, so I, I, and I think Austin and I differ on this. I didn't have and still don't really have a ton of strong feelings for or against. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. I will say when I was working at a church here in Louisville or over in Louisville, we did trunk or treat a few years, and that was a, I had a blast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I, you know, just again, that was more of me serving, more of me handing candy out to people, but I enjoyed it. And it was a cool, safe alternative to wandering the streets at night. But I don't know. That's kind of my experience with Halloween. Never, I don't like scary movies. I, I never have. Yeah. Um, and it's more of I don't like being startled. So, like, it, it, if Carter ever wants to get like legitimately punched by me, he could like jump out from around a corner and I would just, ah, and just like, Instinct. You know, just knock Sorry. him out because I'm so strong and tough and buff. No. <laughs> no. So scary movies like that never interested me because I don't like that sort of thing. Again, not a huge conviction one way or the other. Of course, there's a line. Of course, you know, you, that's a different topic of like, what do you feed your mind and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. But yeah, I've always been just indifferent on Halloween. Yeah. Well, yeah, for me, like definitely with the movies, um, whenever it came to the spiritual aspect like the paranormal activities and stuff like that. I've never seen those. I never will. Why? Because 
I know those things are real. I don't need to watch a movie from Hollywood to give me their rendition of it. The Conjuring, never watched it, never will. Why? Because there's absolutely no fruit in it for me. Um, I'm not going to tell you it's a sin to watch it. That's 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 not it. But even just scary movies like the Scream movies and stuff like that, I've never even watched a Scream movie all the way through. Why? <laughs> One, they're terrible. <laughs> uh, any any scary movies? The I just I like well I like good movies. Right. Like if I'm going to waste my time on watching a movie, I'm gonna get a good movie. Right. And we're gonna watch it well, now. Any scary movie that isn't that doesn't creep into the evil demonic side is usually pretty lame honestly B-movies. like if, yeah the acting's not good the script isn't good it's just a slasher film whatever and the characters are dumb and they the, fall yeah they, they take the worst places to hide or right <laughs> that was that geico commercial where they hide behind the axes in yes, the garage chainsaws. stereotypical yeah. chainsaws <laughs> chainsaw wall yeah so so you're right those movies are not good and if they are quote-unquote good movies as in well done well acted well produced script is good they do cross that line into the evil because that can be entertaining. And, yeah. it, and like you said, it's more real. One of the scariest movies I've ever watched. And I'm will... not dead part two. I've actually what? never watched any of those. I've not either. <laughs> I saw I watched the I first thought it was one. So, it's oh, so gosh. scary how bad they are. I watched oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the first one. Like when I was new to Christianity, I was like, man, I love this. Woo. And now I'm like, those are not good. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. No, the, the scariest movie I watched as a kid. And honestly, to this day, Whenever I am at a house that is surrounded by cornfields, signs. Okay. M. Night Shyamalan and Mel Gibson. Yeah. Children of the Corn. No. No, signs. Oh. Signs. Signs. Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix. It's Aliens. Never heard of it. Al- you never seen Signs. Never even heard of it. One of the, the best alien movie I've ever watched. I, I, I can't. I'm not a big alien fan because I don't believe in them because scripture, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, it, very well done movie. M. Night Shyamalan's a great, great guy at making movies. This is a completely different topic. Different topic. I highly disagree with you. I cannot stand M. Night Shyamalan. With the I don't like all of his movies. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway, Signs. Great movie. Scared me to death as a kid because I watched it when we were in a house when we were surrounded by cornfields. <laughs> Terrifying. And s- still... To this day, I'm like, oh my goodness! I don't go outside without a gun. <laughs> See, a, a good, a good, quote unquote horror flick that's more suspenseful than anything else are, are the Quiet Place movies. Both of those I think are great because they are suspenseful. They have a couple jump oh, scares, yes. but like, there's a good story. It's good acting, good everything. We're diving into a whole movie review, but right the now. reason being is because it could be real, right? Why? But we won't go to it. Well, no, you go to those, it. Those are aliens. Know. Those are aliens. Oh, that's I haven't quiet seen Quiet Place. Place too. That's why. So they well, do turn out to be aliens. Well, they were aliens in the first movie too. It does, that's, yeah, it's not. But, a it, but it but it doesn't. Yes, it does. In the it first does? movie, yes, it doesn't it does. show it them. Absolutely yeah, shows it does. It definitely no, it does. does. It. it definitely does. It definitely does. I don't remember. <laughs> you didn't watch it. You I did watched, not spoil I, anything. I did for watch you at all. You watched like some bootleg, a silent area. It's a Quiet Place with John Krasinski. That's what you watched. Whatever. Anyway, going back to Halloween. So my. My opinion. Yeah. My opinion being the the reason. So like when my girls were really young, we went to the church we were at. We went to a trunk or treat and uh, we, we let them do that. <laughs> Elora dressed up as Batman. Felicity as Robin. It was it was great. That's it adorable. Was, it was adorable. <laughs> Emily and I, we just dressed up as like uh, like 1940s era. Uh, oh, Mobsters. No, not mobsters, but like. 
uh, robbers, you know, with the the black on the eyes oh, and yeah, yeah. stuff like that, yeah. and the whole bang pow, <laughs> the the original yeah. Batman, and uh, it, we we got home. And and again, nothing crazy. We just went to our church. Our kids went around the 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 trunk or treat, and we got home. We're like, why, as Christians, do we do anything on this day? Like again, Halloween, All Hallows Eve, and we'll get in here in a little bit. What what was it originally? Stuff like that. But All Hallows Eve, why why do as as Christians do we have anything to do with it? Even as trunk or treat, you know, the mentality of oh well, you know, we're we're trying That's- to get people from off the streets give them an alternative give them an alternative alternative and i'm like why do we do anything on that day and the scripture i go to is it's ephesians chapter 5 verse 11 it says and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather expose them and again what is the whole purpose of halloween it's all hallows eve it's it's celebrating death it's celebrating macabre it's celebrating these things that have literally have nothing to do with God. Um, This is an excerpt from the Dale and Veronica show. They have a whole episode, which I'd encourage you guys to go listen to, Dale and Veronica Partridge, um, on why Christians shouldn't or don't don't and shouldn't celebrate Halloween. Do they live in a pear tree? They do not. They do not. Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) There we go. It doesn't make jokes funny. It does. (laughs) So here's an excerpt. It says, at the core, what is Halloween? I'm not asking what was Halloween, but what has it become today? It's hard to argue against the obvious. It's a celebration of death, skeletons, zombies, blood, decay, ghosts, and nooses don't seem to be in alignment with a holy God. What does the Bible say about participating in activities like this? And that's where I go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. And... My thought is, even as Christians, as churches, why are we doing that trunk or treat on that day? You know, why why can't we do something completely separate from October 31st? Because as Christians, it's just another day. Why are we giving any attention to Halloween at all? And and that's where Emily and I, we've we've set on. We, we won't take the kids trick-or-treating. We won't do the trunk or treat even. We're... As that day, it's just another day. It's October 31st. I have a friend that it's his birthday. I'm like, all right, it's so-and-so's birthday. So what? Sorry, Cameron. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, not, so, not not so what to you, Cameron. So exactly. What to, yeah. uh, I don't even know if he listens, but it's fine. Yeah. Hi, Cameron. Hi, Cameron. Um, <laughs> so it's Hi. that thing of we're not giving any opportunity for the devil. We're not associating with that at all. And... Uh, something I'd I'd love to do with our church of you know let's let's put on a masquerade ball you know if we want to dress up let's have a costume party day it doesn't have to have anything to do with Halloween but let's make our own day for it yeah yeah like I said costumes and and whatnot nothing wrong with those in and of themselves yeah so I saw something about this earlier apparently October thirtieth is referred to as the Devil's Night. So already off to a bad start. Um, But this is what it says. It started in the 40s, and it says, Traditionally, city youths engaged in a night of mischievous or petty criminal behavior, usually consisting of minor pranks or acts of mild vandalism, such as egging houses, soaping, or waxing windows. I was waxing a window a prank. Leaving rotten vegetables or flaming bags of canine feces on stoops or toilet papering. And it says, it. I mean, it was just like little harmless pranks. But... Apparently, in the mid to late 80s, 
they became more destructive and it was just cases of arson. People just burning down stuff and... Yeah. Well, that's the whole point of trick or treat. Mm-hmm. You knock on the door, they don't have candy. All right, let's toilet paper the house. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a step further. Let's burn the house down because <laughs> they didn't give me my Snickers bar. Right. But, I mean, that's just... I'm not going to celebrate that. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like, I'm not going to look at these churches and condemn them saying, hey, you're trying to outreach, which, which is great. My, my thing is, if, if I was a pastor at a church, my church wouldn't do it. Because so, I, I don't want to have anything to do with that day at all. I think where I end up landing on this, ultimately, is you have to do what you feel convicted yes. in your own heart. And, I mean, I think it, I think it falls in a similar line with, with things like alcohol, tattoos, uh, music. It falls kind of in line with that. You have to, you have to be in tune with God and, and know what you can handle as, as, as a believer and where you feel led to, to, to land on these issues. And so I think your opinion is obviously completely valid. And, and if you, you're choosing to shield your kids from, from this day, I think that's fantastic. Probably the right way to go, <laughs> ultimately. But also, like, if you're taking your kids out dressed as you know, Cinderella Princesses, and, and, yeah. and Batman and Robin, and you're going out and getting some candy and, and you're not crossing that line into the more dark side of this. I, I don't see a lot of harm in that either. Yeah. And and that's the thing of going out doing the trunk or treat. Is there anything wrong with it? I I don't know. I really don't. Um, Again, scripture Luke and at Ephesians don't have anything and scripturally don't have anything to do with witchcraft don't have anything to do with darkness stay away from it expose it so if it's getting into that darkness realm stay away from it and expose it right but yeah if you're going out with your kids as princesses and superheroes i i don't know i we won't right but of course i'd love for us to get together and dude let's have a costume party like on like april 18th or something (laughs) we're actually looking at july which you guys were invited to. Ooh. Why would you wear a costume in the hot weather? I don't know. It's just uncomfortable. He, had, he has a valid point there. I have a leather jacket. Cap, You're American not wearing that in 90 degree July. To look cool, I will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, okay. What are your thoughts on, again, one of the traditions here in the States, haunted houses? So, like, I never went to my first haunted house until Emily and I started courting. Yeah. And we went, I went to one. And I have that, I have that fight. I do not have the flight. When someone pops around the corner, I pop you in the face. And I almost had to be escorted and left out. Because I'm like, I, I don't do that. I, I, I've been to one haunted house. It was like a haunted barge on oh the Ohio River. And it was awful. I hated it. I was like a senior in high school. I hated it. I, I don't like being startled. I don't like people jumping yeah. out at me. I do probably tend, like, I have both the fight and the flight. I'm going to punch you and I'm going to run away because <laughs> I, because I probably can't do anything beyond the punch. Like if yeah. I don't get you on that first one, you're probably going to destroy me. So like, I'm going to hit you. What are you going to do if run. they catch the punch? We have a problem. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, <laughs> I, I, accept, my, I accept my fate, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, so I've, I've been to one again, simply because I just don't like it. And so what about you? What are, what are your, I mean, they're not like, like when it comes to being scared, I'd rather be like jump scared because it goes away rather than like a fear of startled. Like, yeah, yeah, like a fear that'll last or something, like paranoia or something like that. But I don't like haunted houses just because like I went, I was really young, like maybe eight, nine, or ten, something like that. 
parents took me and I hate that I was scarred because it was like, <laughs> it was a hospital. I think that they turned into a scary. Waverly. Was it Waverly? No, it, it was okay. Um, I was going to say that place Alabama or North Carolina. It was real, like it was on things. base. It was a military hospital or something. It's still in use, but they just t- decorated a Halloween oh, for okay. the thing. But I remember I, they made me lead and I, it go it gets, it gets really dark. Who makes and then the kid lead? A, a, an eight-year-old kid lead. <laughs> on a rope, there's like a torso that just swings right in front of me. And I just fall to the ground crying. Leave it was, to the military hospitals. Gosh, come on. Because well, <laughs> like, it was inches from hitting me. And I just see a body. And of course, I don't... I thought it was real. I was You're dying on the old, ground. Yeah, oh my goodness. It... it the haunted house thing is is again one of those that I don't have super strong opinions on, but I can also be persuaded to say those are probably not great for us to go to, because a lot of them do dive into the it's evil, the death, now, it's the macabre, it's the, it is. But it also like pe- like I go in, I went into one. I was like, I logically know there is nothing that's going to harm me here. They're physically not allowed to touch. They're not going to touch me. They, you say they can't. Right. Yeah. They're they're not. Nothing's going to hurt me. I, I'm I am completely safe in this scenario. And so, like, the people who have that, that they get the thrill of that, like, the entertainment value of it, is it justifiable? I don't, I don't know. I just don't even like, get it. I like. A I diff- don't get it either, because yeah. I don't like the feeling don't of like being it. scared. I like a different type of thrill. Like, I like roller coasters. Exactly. Because it's fun, it's exciting, it's exhilarating, but I don't like the thrill of someone, a uh, torso falling in front of my face. <laughs> That's not a thrill. <laughs> it's not a thrill. Yeah. It, yeah, it just so I guess I don't think we really determined anything on this. I think we just wanted to have a real good discussion on Halloween. Yeah. It's about about your personal convictions well, and, and be be careful, be sober minded. Yes, of what you're allowing yourself to experience and 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 dive into during this time of year, and what you especially allow your kids to, who are very impressionable. Yes. I mean, you see Carter here ten years later. Still, still scarred from the torso falling. Like I get scared when I see people's torsos. <laughs> like I just start screaming. Going to the beach is terrible for it's him. Terrible. <laughs> but when he walks by a mirror when he just got out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that scream was the other day. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, Carter. It happens every time. <laughs> it just doesn't get better. Anyway, but yeah, so... Wait, no, I wanted to say, like, me celebrating Halloween since becoming a Christian, which I think has been like three Halloweens or something, I've just done like a worship night at the church, so it's a better way that I've been able to celebrate it rather than like glorifying death and evilness, so... I I agree, I agree. And then that's it, it's open your mind to scripture and look at what scripture says about, you know, just evil in general, and if you're... Doing anything on October 31st that has anything to do with evil or death or things that have nothing to do with God, take a step back and ask yourself, why why am I doing this? Is there a purpose to this? Is there any fruit? Because that's a big one. Is there any fruit that's coming from this? And if not, then... Well, it's funny because I actually, I think you made a comment, you don't understand how people get that thrill, like why that entertains them. I actually kind of do. Only because, and I think Emily, your wife is, and I've talked about this a little bit, we're similar in this. We kind of like some of the more twisted side of things when it comes to entertainment and even things we study. And so, like, I have a book on serial killers and just kind of talks about their psychology. I made you buy. You made me buy. And and I enjoy reading that. I enjoy some of these crime documentaries, these crime shows that are centered around death, but and there's a little twisted, a little weird. 
Yeah. I've, so I can kind of understand why the scary Halloween yeah. horror stuff appeals to people because while I don't fall into that category, I do fall into the category of like, I'm fascinated sometimes by the psychology mm -hmm. of, of criminals and serial killers. And I like a good mystery. I like a good, uh, an author I like is Ted Decker. Uh, he's a Christian author, uh, writes a lot of books. Uh, he's written a lot of thrillers that are murder mysteries. I think one of his villains would, in one of the shows, he was trying to find the perfect bride for Christ. In his own twisted way, he would find this beautiful woman. He would strip her. He would kill her drain all, by draining all of her blood. And then he would pose her with a wedding veil as an offering to God. That was his twist. And I'm like stuff, those kind of stories, like this is kind of cool. It's really twisted. It's really weird. It's messed up. It's messed up. And I just, I'm drawn to some of that. So I, I do understand the mentality of I like getting scared or I like some of this evil, dark side of things because, and for a lot of people, it's just fantasy. It's, but we know it's not. At, right. There's a line and we know yes. it's not. It's a little weird. Cause like, you know, most people on their bedside table, they got like a devotional book or some positive thing and then there's brad's just got a book of serial killers <laughs> just look <laughs> it is it and is it, very interesting in college well, i took a serial killer class yeah and you go over you, you you learn about these guys and it is very interesting just again what we talked about tuesday of that that knowledge of good and evil right and these are guys that that evil just expounded and exploded and their flesh went crazy and i would like to defend myself just a smidge here on my nightstand currently is the book every moment holy and the it was a, a phase and a stephen king book so like i have they're both on my nightstand I'm and then them. a serial killer book well, which it's not it's the size the of a, it's not the size of a normal book it's huge <laughs> it's on the end it's at it the end of my pictures. bed on the bookshelf all right all right anyway so i don't know i I don't know if this conversation was beneficial. I just, I enjoyed it. I thought it was entertaining. Be um, circumspect. It doesn't have to. It's a Thursday episode. We're just talking. <laughs> yeah, we're just talking. It's conversational. Uh, just join the conversation. Join the conversation. Let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah, give us your thoughts on Halloween. What do you do? Well, you can't ask because then no one does it. Oh, that's right. It's a requirement. We really don't. don't no, we ever. really don't want you to comment at all. We really don't just want. I don't want to know your opinion. Yeah. Don't email us. Don't, don't review it. On yeah. conversational pieces. Just don't tell us anything. Ignore all of this. <laughs> but seriously though if you do want to have in, our, in the comment section of this episode just start talking about what you do what your feelings are and, and keep it civil of course we have the right to remove any posts that are harmful but yeah we just we'd love to hear your feedback on Halloween because it can be a very touchy subject and I but again Austin I think feels pretty strongly to to avoid it and to kind of keep you know don't do anything on the day why why should we I understand it I get it I personally don't have a lot of conviction one way or the other as long as it doesn't dive into the evil and the occult and the evil spirit side of things yeah. carter i think probably falls i think most people that day are going to be partaking in evil so you should partake in the complete opposite right yeah. amen so be sober-minded on that note i want to spend like just a few minutes on another thing that happened in the 1500s on october 31st which was 504 years ago 504 years ago the reformation gosh that was a good year I am a, <laughs> those of you who know me, uh, know that I am a fan of Martin Luther and his work. Um, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. No. Not Martin Luther King Jr., the actual, the, the, the monk. Oh, like I really did. Martin Luther, the monk. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it, well, in fact, I think like five of my tattoos are inspired by him and his work and, and what came out of the Reformation. And so just, uh, just a real brief history on what the Reformation is. So go back to the year 1500, the church, which is 
at the time was the Roman Catholic Church. It was very powerful. They were politically powerful, spiritually powerful, and they had a, a ton of authority in Western Europe. They were huge. And I think what really led to Luther doing what he did, and we'll get to that in a second, is the Roman Catholic Church was was very... Um, controlling. Controlling, and they sold indulgences. This yeah. is a huge point of contention for, for Luther. And an indulgence, essentially, just a very brief explanation of what that is, and maybe, Austin, if you have more insights, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, was basically you buy... Yeah. You buy forgiveness from the church. You buy forgiveness of your sin from the church mm-hmm. and from your priest. And Martin Luther had a ton of problems with that. I have Thank problems. You Obviously, God I have problems with he that. Did. Yes, but the it was it was basically a, 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 the church wanted money and more power. Yep. The, because I mean, buy we, your salvation. Same same way with today. Money is power politically in this world. You have to have money to have power. Money is the root of all kinds of evil. Yeah, and. In, their Bible wasn't even like in their language, right? So the priests and stuff, they were like, yeah, it, it says that you just you gotta trust us on this." Well, it's and they, true, yeah. And they even I to... think even to this day, the Catholics don't really like you studying the Bible on your own. They which do is a major red flag. Yeah, yeah. They they don't encourage it. They yeah, don't. unless it, again getting into other things, unless you're talking about a Catholic church that again their people are they're Christians. You right. know, they right. they are actually encouraging, which is awesome. I mean, uh, kudos to you guys. But yeah, if you're getting into some of these Catholic churches that they do not encourage their followers to read Scripture. Right. So they were the sole keepers of of Scripture in that time. Written Bibles were not super popular, super there. But Martin Luther studied and, and was a theologian. He was a monk for a while. And he, on October 31st, um, 1517... He posted 95 theses, and he did that by nailing it to the wall, or nailing it to the door of the Catholic Church in his town. And these were 95 things that, truths of Scripture that f- were basically the opposite of what the Church was teaching at the time. If Martin Luther was in today's world, he would post it on Facebook, and it would get fact-checked immediately, and just taken it, down. It would be exactly. taken down. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it taken would. down. So he, he posted these theses, and, and I've gone, I've read them all. Um, they, I encourage you to go read them. They ha- read them in in the language that Martin Luther used, the Old English, but also that you can find paraphrased and modernized versions of them. A lot of them deal with the indulgences. They deal with the forgiveness of sin, and and they deal with this idea that only Christ, only God, can forgive sins. Not the priest. Not buying indulgences. Not giving money. Repentance. Repentance leads to forgiveness. Having a change of heart. Having that one eighty turn. We see in the Reformation, we see the five solas of Scripture come out of those. That Scripture alone is the authority. Scripture alone is the Word of God. Scripture alone is is how we understand we need a Savior. Faith alone is what leads us to salvation. Salvation is by faith alone. It's by faith alone because of grace alone. Sola gratia. Our, our good works, our good deeds mean nothing. We can't do anything to earn it. Only grace can allow us to have that salvation experience and allow us to come to Christ. Everything in creation is for the glory of God alone. We talked you mentioned aliens earlier in this episode where you don't believe in aliens because you, there's no basis in scripture for it. I agree with you because the question always is well how can this universe be so massive and so big with nothing with else nothing in else it. in it but us because God great. created it for God's glory. He created for his glory. There's a, there's a sermon that Louis Giglio does that I have, have it on DVD somewhere that 
talks about a, a satellite or a telescope pointed at this star, just billions of light years away, pointed at the star that, that we've that we discovered or that scientists discovered. And it came back with this humming noise and this radio frequency, essentially, this humming noise. And it's just, uh, just I, it, it's really cool. You should check it out. Uh, it just, sounds exactly like that. No, movie. he pointed it back at the Milky Way. Well, no, in this particular instance, they pointed okay. at, at a star just billions of okay, light years okay. away. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But he did that with, they did that with the telescope and, and came back with these sounds. And Louis kind of posed the question, like, why is that there? What is the purpose of that? And it's literally, he, he kind of anthrop- anthropomorphizes it and says, no, this star is just out there saying, my God is really big. My God is really, really big. No, really, guys, you don't understand. My God is huge. He created this. He created me to make this noise to show you how big he is. Blessed be the most high God. And so to me, that's the best defense or the best argument against aliens is that there doesn't have to be. The reason why the universe is there is because it's for God's glory. That's the solely Deo glory. It's all for the glory of God. Christ coming, and and you look at God's sovereignty. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks when we get to Romans 9. But sin entering the world, sacrifices being put into place, Christ being the ultimate sacrifice, all of those things were part of God's sovereign plan to show his glory and to glorify himself. God is for God's glory. Yeah. So for the glory of God alone. So it's scripture alone shows us our need for a savior. Faith alone allows us to enter in that relationship with him. Grace alone, because we can't earn it. It's for the glory of God alone, and all of it's through Christ alone. Solus Christus. Those are the five things that really came out of the Reformation that kind of summarized the entire process that Martin Luther went through. I mean, he 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 let he was persecuted. They they wanted to kill him because of this. What what year was this again? So it, he did the ninety five thesis in 1517. 1517. So 1517, by this time, William Tyndale or no. So fifteen twenty five, William Tyndale would have come out with the first translation of the New Testament in English. And then about 1535 was uh, Miles Cloverdale. Yeah, 1535, Miles Cloverdale, he put the first entire Bible together with the help of Tyndale's New Testament English. So, 1517, just a few, just less than a decade later, William Tyndale would have put together the first English New Testament. Yeah, so this, caught on so fire. Martin Luther really started this process and really allowed the Roman Catholic Church's hold on Christianity to kind of be broken. Yeah. And it, and it really did. It really helps move the Protestant movement forward. This yes. idea that the church is not our sole authority. It's God. It's Scripture. That's our authority. And, and, and it's just, it. we owe a debt of gratitude to the work Martin Luther did all those years ago, and, and, and to Tyndale, and, and to all the people that followed him and followed in his footsteps and allowed us to understand that we don't need a Pope interceding on our behalf. We don't need a Pope telling us God's Word. We yeah. have God's Word in front of us. We have God's Word, hopefully, in, in our, in our, on, our, on our phones and in our, in our bedrooms. And yes, there are teachers. Yes, there are people who teach and expound on God's Word. But we don't have to rely solely on them. We also don't rely on the church for forgiveness. It's yes. all about repentance. It's all about a life change. It's not about money. It's not about power. It's in Christ alone through faith alone, because of grace alone, and it's all for the glory of God alone. Yeah. But it's so cool, too, The because of the way God used Martin Luther, 1517, 1611, six, the year 1611 was when King James came out with the King James Bible. It was the Latin version that the Catholics were using of 
the, the, the Septuagint. The Septuagint, yeah. yeah. They they translated into Old English and encouraged people to read it because of what God used Martin Luther. Just a couple years shy of a hundred years, all this took place. Even through the Catholic Church, this started to take place. So, yeah. yeah. So, cool. that is, uh, you'll, you'll hear me say, if you're around me, I'll be goofy and weird and theological. Be like, happy, happy Reformation Day. There you go. Which is what Halloween is to me at this point. Uh, when I started Bible college, I was like, it's Reformation Day. Like, I like it's it. not Halloween anymore. So um, I'm going to plug a book. I don't. We don't usually do that, but I'm going to plug a book. It's called "Why the Reformation Still Matters" by a guy by two authors named Michael Reeves and Tim Chester. Hmm. Why the Reformation Still Matters? It's actually uh, I read this book maybe two years ago, um, and it it does such a good job of not only kind of explaining what the Reformation is in today's terms and in ways that we can understand it, because it is, if you read the 95 Thesis in its original language that that Luther used, very wordy and, and haughty and just, you know, hard to understand sometimes, hard to wrap yourself, you know. I think I read a comment today when I was kind of going through some of this that said, I can never get past the 20th Thesis before my eyes get dry and tired of reading because I have to reread and reread. Mm. There are modernized versions of it. You can paraphrase versions of it online. But this book specifically goes through what the Reformation was, gives a real brief history of that and, and how, how it came about, what led to it, but then also why it's relevant today and why it still matters and what we can glean from it in the year 2021, you know, 504 years later. Yeah. Why is it still important? So, And definitely as a day of remembrance. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because if... God did not use Martin Luther <clears throat> in that way at that time. God only knows what we would be, especially right. here in America. Even the Protestants leaving England, leaving Britain, and coming here to America to exercise that 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 freedom, right? And just and a lot of it stems from Martin Luther. Yeah. So highly encourage you to look into the Reformation. Um, Hopefully you're listening to this on Thursday. So leading up to Halloween on Sunday, read about the Reformation. Yeah, get dive a little bit into that. For those of you who don't lean uh, theologically, lean the Reformed route, maybe this is an opportunity to say, okay, what is this really about, and, and kind of go beyond that. For those of you who do lean that route, just shore up some of that knowledge that you have of of what Luther did and why it's important. If you have no knowledge of either of those things I just said, <laughs> just read that read that book. Get pick yes. up that book and, and read it. Really easy to read. Pretty short. And, and we'll try to put a link in our when we when we post this. Maybe. Yeah, throw a link to this book on Amazon and and pick it up and yeah, um, yeah, just dive into the Reformation instead of Halloween this year. That's my challenge to you. I like it. I like it. That doesn't mean you don't have to eat candy. If that's making if that's making you say no, you can still eat some yeah, candy. Eat some candy. You'll be fine. Hey, November, the day after November first. Yeah, November first. Go candy go. day. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's I am proclaiming off. November first is candy day. <laughs> I didn't just say it. I proclaimed it. I proclaim it. (laughs) That's not the right right line, but I like it anyway. It doesn't matter. Totally not scriptural. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thanks for listening again this week. Uh, We'll be back next week with a couple new topics and hopefully a guest or two. That's kind of our goal for this next week. So, again, we'll see you guys next week. Like us, review us, give us five stars, subscribe on Apple, on Amazon wherever you get your podcast. Facebook, our Facebook page looks a little differently now. They integrated publishing podcasts, so I don't have to publish links anymore. As soon as I upload it to all of them, it uploads to Facebook. It's actually kind of a cool thing. You can actually listen to it while the app is closed. So uh, if you don't have anything other than Facebook, 
it makes it easy for you to listen to it that way now. Sweet. There's no extra link you have to click to go to it. It just is right there on the page. So uh, check us out. Like I said, leave us some reviews. Um, I, I, Carter and I were talking a little bit today. I, I've said this before, but like we really want to start growing this, and we want to want to start kind of taking this to a different level. And I think I'm going to spend some time this weekend looking into that, see what we can do, Sweet. and um, we'll 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 get there, guys. We'll get back. We have bracelets to sell still. We have Patreon. You can support us. So yeah, we're back. We're back. So we'll see you guys next week. In the meantime, stay, stay rooted. rooted, San Diego. Golly, come on, man. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. You can find us on Apple, Google, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Rooted in Logos Pod, or even on our website, www.rootedinlogospod.com. And if you want to support us financially, visit us at patreon.com slash rootedinlogos.